Curling Conspiracies is a part of Dark Cast Network. Hi everyone, this is Curly Conspiracies. I'm your host for this week's episode, Brooke Sasser, and I'm here with Holly Lauerman. Hi everyone! Before we get started, Holly and I wanted to let you know that we will be taking the next few weeks off to spend time with family and enjoy the holidays. The team here at Curly Conspiracies wishes you a wonderful holiday season and a happy new year. Our next episode will be released on January 5th, 2023. Now, let's start the show. Today we are diving into the grotesque and illegal trade of organs and human materials known as the red market. In 2020, it was estimated that there were 129,681 organ transplants worldwide. Though almost every country has made it illegal to buy or sell human organs, it's estimated that 5-10% to of all organ transplants are conducted illegally. There have been numerous accounts of illegal organ transplants in multitudes of nations, except for the U.S. Besides a few tales here and there, it looks like on the outside that the United States has kept their hands clean in comparison. Is that the truth, though? Today we're diving into the United States and if it has a bigger hand at play in the red market than we may think. All right, guys, let's put on our tinfoil hats and see if we can cut our way through today's conspiracy. As of December 11th, 2022, 105,235 people in the United States are on the waiting list for a transplant. The list is continually growing, and it's said that every 6 to 10 minutes, a new person is added to that waiting list. Of those thousands of people in need, 89,662 are waiting for a kidney, making it the top organ of the list for most needed transplants, and liver being the number two spot. Sources say that 17 people die every day in the United States waiting for an organ transplant, and last year it was reported that almost 6,000 people died because they did not receive one. As you can see, there is a huge need for organ transplants, and the statistics mentioned above are only for the United States. The need and urgency for organ donation stretches worldwide. People in desperate need for these life-saving procedures and organs oftentimes turn to desperate measures, and thus the creation and almost need for illegal transplants and organ donation and the name of the red market was born. Due to the secrecy of this market, we can't know the true statistics of actual illegal organ donations, although it's speculated that 5-10% to of all transplants worldwide are illegal. And just to put that in measure, let's say we're looking at just the United States statistics. The U.S. in 2021 performed over 40,000 transplants. If this is true, when you take 5% of 40,000, that's 2,000 surgeries, possibly being illegal. And that's just the low end of the percentage. 
And on top of this, researchers believe that the red market makes at least a billion in profit annually. Wow, that's such a high number in just one year. Exactly. And of course, there's no way to prove this. And this is all speculation. But I mean, still so crazy to think about and that it could be that high. Yeah. And just to clarify, are there laws in place that outlaw selling organs legally? Yes, the United States, and while every other country other than Iran, has outlawed selling organs for profits. But don't let that fool you, because that doesn't mean that other countries aren't guilty of it. And especially our focus country today is the good old United States. Asif Araf with the Washington Post detailed out the politics behind the illegal organ donations and said, quote, the organ trade typically takes place in developing countries whose hospitals are advanced enough to offer transplant services. It originated in India in the 1980s and in the following years, Pakistan, the Philippines, Egypt and China, where the organs were alleged to have come from executed prisoners. And it became hubs of commercial transplants. Such illegal transplants are also known to have been done in Turkey, Kosovo, South Africa, and other sites. The patients typically come from rich countries of East Asia, like Japan and Taiwan, rich countries of the Middle East, like Saudi Arabia and Israel, as well as the United States and Western Europe, unquote. Hold up. Did you just say executed prisoners? Yes. So it's believed that some of these countries take organs to sell from executed prisoners or even living prisoners. So one source was specifically going into China's market and said that China is an unofficial leader in organ transplants, although we obviously don't have their numbers. So there are rumors, though, that they would harvest organs from their political prisoners who are either executed or some even alive. Some even say that the number is close to 100,000 organ transplants a year from executed or alive prisoners. There are literally accounts, Holly, of surgeons in China who testified that they didn't even realize until they started the procedure that the person who was having their organs donated or harvested were alive and literally like struggling on the table. No way. That is awful and terrifying to think about. And so I know you mentioned this earlier that the only country that is technically legal to do this is Iran. So I'm kind of confused on why it doesn't seem like this is very heavily prosecuted. That's a great question, and I don't feel like there's a wonderful answer to why it's not, but I know that CBN News was talking about how India, for example, has this huge influx of poor citizens who willingly go to sell their kidneys despite it being illegal and hopes of more financial freedom, but they claim that a lot of times these crimes are not prosecuted due to a HIPAA law. So although they can do a lot of good, these HIPAA laws, they also can kind of cover up in a way criminal behavior and kind of go under the radar. So I think that due to their citizens having medical privacy, like a lot of countries, it kind of goes unnoticed. And especially in countries like India and China, where they have 
billions of people, way more than the United States, I'm sure it would take a lot to manpower and kind of to manage or almost micromanage every organ transplant or donation that's happening. Also, it stated that governments who find offenders oftentimes sympathize with the patients because in all honesty, they're just trying to survive, whether they're giving their kidney for financial reasons or receiving a kidney to for health reasons. This is a tough situation, and it kind of makes me wonder sometimes if buying and selling organs and transplants should be legal unless under the table because one person, like you said, is doing anything they can to survive. And on the other side, the person wants to sell their organs for financial reasons. So I I get it. Yeah, I agree. I definitely sympathize with both sides. I mean, in both instances, like you said, people are truly just wanting to survive in a way like financially or health-wise. But I do think if we make it legal, I mean, there has to be precautions taken because right now, oftentimes the person selling the kidney is usually scammed and not taken good care of and just overall does not look good for them. So we would have to make it more fair. I mean, we get into this a little bit, but people doing this illegally will charge like $100,000 at least for just the kidney and nothing else. But the person who actually had the kidney taken out of them will usually only get like five or $10,000 from it. So, I mean, there's a $90,000 profit almost for the person who's just like in charge of the transfer. So, I mean, how is that fair? I mean, one person's literally giving part of their body away. So, and oftentimes, because it's done illegally, they have poor health afterwards because they weren't taken care of adequately. So, I mean, I see both sides, but if it were to be legalized, it would definitely have to be more monitored and more humane. That's so ridiculous that it's $90,000 profit just for the person who is helping with the transfer and just like setting this all up to happen. Yeah. I mean, like, it's that they're only doing like paperwork and connecting with people. That's wild. Yeah. Yep. And then to kind of go back a little bit, I mean, keeping organ donations and transplants like it is now is keeping people safe too. Kind of like you said, it also keeps people who don't have money to be able to still get an organ because if selling and donating organs privately were legal, then they wouldn't have insurance to cover it and it would have to be an out-of-pocket expense that they may not be able to afford. So yeah, there's definitely pros and cons to both sides. Yeah, I feel like the ethics of it is a little tricky. You know, you'd have to find a balance and make sure it's, yeah, fair and ethical. Because, yeah, 100%, I could see the pros and cons to being illegal and being legal for sure. I don't I don't know what's right or wrong. <laughs> and there's probably not a perfect answer. Yeah. 
So now that we know a little bit about the red market worldwide, we're going to switch our focus to just the United States. Like stated earlier, we know from sources that the United States has participated in transplant tourism, where citizens kind of travel to these other countries to get organs and, you know, many other medical procedures done. But today, we're just going to focus on what could be happening in our hospitals here in the United States as well. When we return from this quick commercial break, we will discuss the evidence on if the United States is more involved in the red market than we think. Now back to the show. The United States supposedly conducted over 40,000 legal organ transplants in the year 2021. The United States is known to dabble in the market of illegal organ trade, but more so with the transplant tourism side, where wealthy citizens will go to more underdeveloped nations to buy organs from impoverished people selling their own organs. And I've heard a lot of people going to other countries even to just get different medical procedures done, like LASIK surgery. I've even heard like going to South Korea to get it done because it's cheaper. Because honestly, our procedures here are so expensive. And it's so crazy to think that it's actually cheaper to get a plane ticket there, get the procedure done, buy a plane ticket back. And all of that is still cheaper than just getting it done here. Yeah. Yep. 100%. It's insane. And yeah, I mean, I know people who have gone to Mexico to just get like plastic surgery. So I feel like it's very common for United States citizens in general to yeah travel abroad and practice in like medical tourism. So <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that term medical tourism. I may have just made it up. I don't know. Oh, there okay. could be a more specific term. <laughs> Sorry, guys, <laughs> if that's wrong. <laughs> So today, though, we are going to focus on if the United States is involved with the red market on our own turf. One of the first and only accounts, from my understanding, of someone being prosecuted for brokering the sales of illegal organ donations in the United States was Levy Rosenbaum. Sources say that he considered himself a matchmaker of sorts in Brooklyn, New York. Levy Rosenbaum was caught selling three different kidneys. He supposedly bought them from desperate people in Israel for about $10,000 a piece and sold them here in the United States for $120,000 to up to $150,000. He was only caught by the FBI when he tried to branch out into the New Jersey district. When they went to court, his own lawyers tried to claim that he was offering a life-saving service, but the court didn't buy it. And you want to guess how many years he got, Holly? Oh, no. How many? So I was a little surprised by this. He only served two and a half years. That's not much at all. Right? I figured it would be like a higher charge for some reason. So how was he able to get these kidneys and be able to sell them and connect with all of these people like underneath like the FBI's radar? So the FBI actually shared information on the case and they said, quote, 
Rosenbaum's kidney business was exposed to the use of cooperating criminal defendant Solomon Dweck and an undercover FBI agent, the UC, who was posing as an employee of Dweck who represented to Rosenbaum that her uncle was in need of a kidney transplant. Now, Dweck and the UC first met with Rosenbaum in mid-February in 2008, at which time Rosenbaum informed them that it's illegal to buy and sell organs. But he assured them that I've been doing this a long time. Rosenbaum explained to Dweck in the UC that he would help the recipient and the donor concoct a fictitious story to make it appear that the transplant was the product of a genuine donation and that he would be in charge of babysitting the donor upon the donor's arrival from overseas. Rosenbaum also informed them that they would charge $150,000 to arrange the transplant, explaining that the high price was due in part to payments that would be made to the individuals in Israel for their assistance in locating the donor. He also acknowledged that he assisted each paid donor and recipient with fabricating cover stories in order to fool hospital employees into believing that the transplant in question was the product of a genuine donation, unquote. So basically, Rosenbaum had these connections in Israel, and when somebody in the United States wanted to buy a kidney from him, he would go to his connections, offer them a severely underpaid amount of money, and then he would fly over whoever was chosen and pretty much sit with them and come up with this fake story to tell the hospitals here in the United States of like how they were donating this kidney without selling it. So at uh, I don't know. Crazy. <laughs> wow. So there's a babysitter, so to say, that goes with these donors to the hospital to give their kidney up all while the poor person going under the knife is being completely underpaid under the table. Yep. And the crazy part, too, is that although he was only prosecuted for three of these kidneys, he was 60 when he was convicted. And he had told these undercover agents that he had been doing this for a long time. So, I mean, you know, there were way more than just three. Oh, yeah. And he never said how long he was doing them? No. And I think they only had evidence of three being bought and sold by him. So, but I mean, there, there had to be more. If he was that old and told them he had been doing it for a while. Oh, I mean, yeah. you don't just up and start selling kidneys at 60. <laughs> I mean, maybe you do. <laughs> um, he needs retirement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> would be a good retirement. It, it would. I mean, yeah, 90000 per kidney. It's pretty good. Yep. <laughs> And though we've caught one person facilitating this process, I mean, it's extremely difficult to catch, sources say. I mean, very rarely in the United States does it appear that these donations are done unwillingly or even violently. For instance, it isn't common to be kidnapped in the United States and have your kidney taken out, although this has happened before in other countries. I mean, it's very rare that we're seeing this in the news or seeing it being done in the United States. 
it happens, but many times it's more so a volunteer that's in desperate need of financial reprieve. So in essence, you have a semi-willing person going into these American hospitals claiming that they're doing this willingly. And I'm sure if they are a match and are saying that they're willing, they aren't necessarily checking whether financial payments have been made under the table to them. Like hospitals most likely aren't going to be looking for that. And I feel like that's a breach of privacy on their part as well. You can't just go in and just start looking around at people's financials. Exactly. So on top of that, they claim it's really hard to catch these donations and payments. But in the past, I mean, they have been able to crack down on it a little bit. And there's a list that Christina Bain, the director of initiative on human trafficking and modern slavery at Babson College shared. And she said, quote, that wire transfers to entities in high-risk jurisdictions are assigned, methods of payment such as wire payment, email money transfers, and bulk cash withdrawals are assigned, payments between charities and medical tourism sites, credit cards and payments to travel agencies sometimes can be assigned, airlines or hotels prior to movement of money and travel, Sometimes even first-line baking staff, indication or potentially ill customers moving large amounts of funds to different companies or charities prior to travel, and then medical tourism websites that offer transplant services abroad, of course, are a sign as well. So although we can catch United States citizens sometimes participating in illegal buying and selling of organs in those manners, again, like we just mentioned, a lot of people aren't digging through people's financials. <laughs> so it's, it's very difficult to catch, even though it's most likely happening. And looking into other areas where the United States might not be so innocent in the past is going into paid blood donation. Now, the United States is among one of the only countries that allow paid blood plasma donations in the United States. You are allowed to, by law, donate plasma 104 times or up to 92 liters a year. Now, the crazy part that is in Britain, you're only allowed to do it 24 times per year or less than 15 liters of blood. I was not aware that you could give blood plasma 104 times in a year. Yeah. And then in Britain, only 24. I mean, I feel like that 24 is a lot even then. Right? I mean... It's a lot of times. And the Global Times actually reported on how there's a lot of people who travel across the border in Mexico to the United States to sell their blood. So the Global Times said, quote, to make it easier for Mexicans to cross the border for blood sale, the U.S. actually provides them with special gateways. So blood donation centers arrange for shuttle buses to transfer Mexicans directly from the border to blood donation centers in Texas. The U.S. also issues a large number of B1 or B2 short-term visas to foreign blood suppliers, allowing them to enter the country temporarily for paid blood donations, despite the fact that such visas, according to American visa laws, only allow the holders to travel to the U.S. for either business or tourism purposes, definitely not for selling blood plasma. 
Unfortunately, because of language barriers and intentional concealment by the U.S. government, most Mexican donors have no clue that it's illegal to donate blood for money on a short-term visa in the U.S. To avoid possible punishment, blood donation centers refer to the payment to the donors as compensation instead, the Guardian reported, unquote. This seems a little sketchy. I mean, when you think about blood plasma donation sites in the United States, they're always in low-income areas. And even with this situation with sending people over in financial need from the Mexican border, it seems like they're almost targeting the poor with little regard to their health and safety because, I mean, it can't be healthy to give that much blood. I mean, you talked about earlier how you could give 104 times in a year in the United States. That's almost two times a week. Yeah, I I 100% agree. I mean, that it doesn't seem like it would be healthy. And I know it's different with different institutions. Like I believe the American Red Cross totally recommends a different amount, not 104 times. But I know that like these private blood plasma donation centers, I mean, their limit is definitely a lot higher. So, I mean, there's definitely discrepancy too on where you look and what where you go to donate plasma. But I mean, I don't know. 104 times a year can't be healthy. That doesn't sound healthy. So although this is definitely a little different than that of illegal organ donations, we see through this example that the United States already bends the rules for the sale of human materials, and even more so than some other countries. I mean, in a lot of countries, a lot of people are still not even allowed to sell blood and plasma. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. There's only a few countries that allow it. So <laughs> so then everybody has to donate it. Yep. Wow. <laughs> now, one other piece of evidence is the sheer amount of money that hospitals charge for these surgeries. Now, the average price of a transplant of a kidney, for example, is over $400,000. But remember, you can't legally buy or sell organs. So how in the world is it that expensive? I mean, don't get me wrong. I know surgery in general and hospital stays, I mean, they add up very quickly in the United States and it's a big problem. But if the organ itself doesn't cost any money... How in the world are we charging that much? And it seems a little suspicious, like, is there some underground trade happening or sell happening? And that's the reason why it's costing that much. I don't know. That's just what some conspiracy theorists think. (laughs) I see their point, though. That does make sense. Yeah, it does kind of make sense when you think about it. When we return from this quick commercial break, we will continue to discuss if the United States is guilty of illegal buying and selling of organs in the red market. Now back to the show. Today, Holly, we talked about how the illegal organ trade or red market operates around the world, and more specifically, evidence of it operating in the United States. The evidence being that the United States is already known for participating in transplant tourism. The case of Levy Rosenbaum, who was caught selling kidneys here, and the difficulty of being able to track down financial payments under the table like that, and the difficulty identifying unwilling donors. 
Also, the United States' participation in selling human materials like blood and plasma in kind of sketchy ways. And on top of that, the sheer amount of money that people pay for these organ donations in the United States. There's no doubt that the red market is happening. That isn't the conspiracy. There's too much evidence to consider that the red market and illegal organ donation isn't real. We know it is. The conspiracy in question behind this is how complicit and involved people actually are. And in this case, we're looking at the United States as a whole and if they could be more involved than we think. So Holly, what do you think? Do you think the United States is conducting and complicit in these illegal organ transplants? When looking at the evidence, I have a difficult time believing that the United States isn't involved in conducting illegal organ transplants. We already know that the medical industry is corrupt in the United States. Just one of many examples is driving up costs of medicine, such as insulin, to people who desperately need it to survive just for a larger profit for the CEO. I was shocked when you said that the total cost of the transplant itself was $400,000. I get that it is technically two surgeries, but that price is astronomical. It wouldn't surprise me if that money wasn't all going to the places it was supposed to be. Then the fact that hardly anyone gets caught buying or selling organs illegally is also pretty sketchy, as if the government is trying to cover up the fact that they or someone in power could be involved. You just know that when celebrities or political leaders are sick and need an organ, that they practically just get one handed to them. You never hear about them being on a list for one, so there's no way that the system isn't rigged. There's definitely a conspiracy here. I agree with you. I definitely think there is more buying and selling of organs going on than what we hear about. And I was surprised that we don't have more examples of people being caught and selling it just like Levy Rosenbaum was. And I also feel like the other evidence, like the sketchy buying and selling of blood plasma and the vast amount is crazy and speaks volumes. And on top of that, I mean, the sheer price, like you said, of the surgery, I mean, almost half a million dollars for a free organ is kind of crazy. And I mean, with the right book work, I could see how hospitals easily could slip that purchase of an organ under the table or somehow hide it. People money launder for drugs all the time. I mean, how hard would it be for organs and hospitals with tons of staff and experience? I mean, there has to be a good chance that this is happening and there's a conspiracy here. I feel like kind of what you said is that there's almost a bigger conspiracy here in general. And this is just a small part of the corrupt healthcare system already happening in the United States. And like we said earlier, I hope that if this eventually does become more common or legal, I mean, there's better measures in place to protect the people giving the organs who are being so unfairly paid and treated during this. But what do you guys think? Is the United States more involved in the red market than we think?
you guys for tuning in today and diving into this mystery with us. Go check out our website if you want to see our sources, pictures, and other information from this episode at curlyconspiracies.com. You can also follow us on Instagram and search for the handle curlyconspiracies. This podcast is brought to you by May Gua Ren Productions, Brooke Sasser as a scriptwriter, host, and researcher, Holly Lowerman as a scriptwriter, host, and researcher, Chris Sasser Photography and Graphic Design, Roundtable Audio Productions. The theme music is composed by Victor Wayne Music Production and Invito Market.